Welcome to another episode of Successly Live. I'm Adam O'Donnell, the co-founder of Successly. Today, we're in the offices of Cisco with David Sakamoto. Thank you so much. Of course. For being here. Thanks for having me. Definitely. David is the head of customer success at Cisco Americas. What we're going to be talking about is just his experience running a big customer success team and really the challenges that he's had of running customer success at scale. So if you would just first kind of like help us define like what scale means to you. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think if you think of scale, you have to define what scale means. Because I look at if you're a startup company, startup companies arguably are scaling up to something. You could do the same as a midsize, same as an enterprise company. For what I would define as Cisco scale is, is scale in terms of 70,000 employees. Uh, the sales team's just shy of 20,000 people. Uh, the product BEs or the product business units um, are multi-billion dollar businesses on their own. So in, in many ways, you think of scale, you've got a global footprint, a lot of you know 70,000 employees, a large sales force, multiple very large product business units, you're, you're almost integrating that adoption motion across different companies to some extent, if you think about it. And then you add the partner ecosystem on, and it becomes a, uh, it adds a lot of challenges in how do you drive that uh, adoption motion. So if you think of wherever, whatever your motion is, essentially everybody has a handoff from sales, you drive some sort of success plan, there's some sort of implementation deployment, and you move into kind of that adoption motion. But even then, you have services people or partners that you're involved. So if you think of the simple motion that, that all of you are driving, now add the complexity of, of a global large business. It adds a lot of complexity in terms of how you design your process and your customer engagement. Oh, I, I can only imagine. So, I mean, what, is, what was the first thing that you kind of looked at tackling in that? when you first got here? The key thing that we've got to do in our organization is interlock. So if you think of, of, of an orchestration of value is you're orchestrating across a system. So in many ways, I kind of look at customer success is we are like QA is in a development organization. We're the value assurance team within the enterprise. So it's our responsibility to drive that orchestration of value across those different um, organizations as the customer moves through their life cycle, whether it's sales or services or a partner or the business unit or other operational groups, we've got to be able to orchestrate that value in as seamless a way to bring the right customer experience. And that uh, is challenging when you've got such large groups, very dispersed, um, that have you know, their own, Cisco has a strategy, but each team has their own kind of micro strategies that we've got to align with to make sure that we build that, that, that customer experience. So let's first just dive into the partner challenge of, of having a company at, at scale. Um, can you give us some tactics of what's worked and how to run that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, for us, uh, our partner motion is absolutely critical for our, our customer success strategy. And if, as we engage, I think it's, we've got kind of five key tenants that we're driving as we build our partner program. One is to build the, the awareness. The second is to drive enablement. The third are making sure that we provide partners the tools and information they need. The fourth is profitability, right? So our motion has to be profitable uh, to our partners. And the, the last, the fifth piece is we have to have ongoing support. We have to maintain that communication, maintain those best practices. First part of partners that you mentioned was awareness. Like, what does that really mean? Yeah, so I, you know, if you look at, you know, Cisco's going through a transformation as we evolve from hardware to software and to subscription, 
we, you know, our, we're, our partners are going through the same transformation. And this is not, you, you're not just implementing a process. This is fundamentally changing your go-to-market. It's fundamentally changing how you bring a customer experience to our, to our customers. So the first piece is part of driving that awareness. One of the things we do is we work with partners and, and show them the ROI, show them how they can become profitable because they also need to go to their management and get investment to drive this new motion. Um, so we do a number of things in giving them tools to do ROI calculators, you test on the maturity model of, of those partners. So that's a key first step to getting them started and building an adoption practice. Uh, the second thing is enablement. So is, once they've decided they're going to make practice, they've funded, they're going to they're start hiring CSMs, we need to make sure we train them. We need to train them on the products. We need to train them on our adoption motion. We bring our best practices. We have a, a certification for the value framework, is, which is our trademark process that we use. Um, so it's really important to make sure that we provide them the right training so they can drive adoption. And really, it's our way to make sure that the quality of experience is consistent, whether it's Cisco or through a partner. Can I pause on that one? That yeah. is interesting. So you're literally training your customers, which is a partner in this case. You're training right. their team That's right. on how to run customer That's success. Right. Yeah, so we have, we have a certification program. We do workshops with partners. But we also, beyond that kind of getting the motion, we also have a couple programs that we have a mentor program. We have an accelerator program to help them onboard CSMs in a rapid fashion to get them to drive the value that they, that they need as quick, kind of time to value for a CSM per se. That's just incredible. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we do the enablement. Yep. Um, the, the third piece is we need to give them the tools and information. So, you know, those of you out there, CSMs, you need telemetry information. You probably need support information. So we need to make sure that we're providing them that information so they can drive adoption uh, for our customers. Uh, the last, the, the, the fourth pillar is really important. So we have to make sure that this motion is profitable for them. Uh, so a couple of things. We, need, we have incentive programs that make sure they get paid out at certain stages of the life cycle. So whether it's success plan creation or achievement of success plan. Um, the other piece is we have, to, we have to listen. So we have to make sure our programs are flexible because the partner special sauce is they actually bring their own value-added services and bring them together to create solutions um, because they're close to those customers. And so we want to make sure that we the programs that we bring forward allow them the flexibility to create their, to customize it to align with their go-to-market. And the last piece is we need to make sure that we uh, have ongoing support. So uh, main sure we, we're listening. We have got a, a, a path of communication as we bring out new offers. We're, sh we're educating them as we, bring, as we learn and we build our best practices. We need to make sure that we are sharing those with our partners. Wow, that that is interesting. It's just a whole nother model because yeah. because you're you're just saying like you believe in customer success so much that you're helping your partners create their own success teams Absolutely. and then helping nurture that in the same way that you're doing with your own. Right. We are we are we are bound together. They're driving results for our customers. They're helping us build our business, and and we're helping them build theirs. So how do you scale up with the technology to help your CSMs? First and foremost, we use Cisco's technologies. We use WebEx. We use Spark as engagement tools with our customers, but you know, one of the key tenets of our strategy is using digital everywhere. Uh, so I think traditionally what you see in the market are people will segment tech touch and that's where you do digital. Uh, and we're doing that there. So we've got our tech touch motion in play as, as part of our adoption practice. But what we're also doing is we're leveraging bringing digital into our human-led adoption 
routes to engagement. So the way that we look at digital, I look at them in three tenets. And I think most people look at it in terms of efficiency and automation, which we're doing that too. You always have to stay in front of the economics of your adoption practice. Um, but I think it's much more than that. So I, I think that digitally you bring a new experience. So we use video, we'll, we engage our customers with video. Um, so that's a different sort of experience than just getting an email. Uh, and the last, the third piece is also insight. So as we engage our customers, a lot of our digital tools give us insight for what's going on. Did they open it? Did they look at the video? How long did they look at the whole thing? Did they forward the document? So we're using a lot of those that would help the CSM understand what's going on from a customer perspective, decide what is the right way to engage. Got it. So I mean, when you're making a decision like that, it's to bring in technology to help your team. Could you give us kind of an idea of how much do you weigh on each of those? So it's like, it's obviously great that we're making our team more efficient, but it's also great that we're making our customers have a better experience. And then it's good that we're getting insights. Like what one of those is most important to you when, when deciding on technology? Ultimately, what's most important is customer experience. So I start with customer experience. We, and then we look at what, it, what things do we need to do to bring the best customer experience to light? Uh, and that includes digital tools, it includes process, includes templates, uh, but ultimately you start with the customer experience and then you start to weave in, how do, I make, how do I improve that or how do I make that more efficient? And then that starts to drive the actions behind that. So you know, if you start with customer experience, then you can leverage insight, then you can get the efficiency gains in kind of that sequence. So at a scale like you are, how do you drive adoption with that many customers? Again, we use, we use our digital platform for a lot of these things in terms of driving adoption at scale. But specifically, one of the things we're doing is we're, we're, we're leveraging, we're building a capability of driving adoption campaigns. So if you take the same concept that you have with driving a sales campaign, where you're driving it across multiple customers in volume, um, we're doing that for adoption. So an example would be WannaCry came out, whatever, four months ago. We have security products that would protect our customers against that type of malware attack. And what we do is we, we look at our whole customer base, we include thousands of offers and customers, and identify which of those would benefit from, from deploying that feature. We flag those identified, create, create content to help a CSM engage the customer and educate a customer on how to deploy that feature. And then we would push that out to, to our CSMs to drive with their customers. So it's a way that we can give better tools and information to our CSMs to drive adoption uh, that's very relevant for customers in a very efficient way. Yes, I mean, a lot of our audience is not the size of Cisco, of course. Right, right. So how can we take some of these principles and apply it at a smaller organization? A lot of what we do is we drive that interlock in terms of how do we build strategic and operational integration with these different groups. And, and ultimately what we're doing is we're somewhat customizing our engagement approach that's appropriate for a specific region or a specific offer. Uh, and I appreciate that a lot of people are coming from a 70,000, you know, a company that has 70,000 employees. Uh, but if you have 100 employees or 50 employees, you can still take some of the same concepts and say, you know, I think a lot of the segmentation people say high touch, low touch, and tech touch. Well, I would challenge you to think about uh, how do you understand your customers by vertical, whether it's by healthcare or technology or manufacturing, or looking at your your, the size of customer or different aspects of the customer that you can look at that would require and allow you to have a different lens to bring a new and improved customer experience to them. So I think if you look at 
if you start to challenge yourself and not have just one motion, are there ways that you can look at your customer base and segment to ultimately bring a better customer experience um, that's a, more targeted towards specific customer segments? There's so much data to, to make that decision right. And I, I would just like, I'm feeling overwhelmed if I'm a small company because yeah. it's like, y'all just have way more resources at Cisco. I, I don't know any other advice that you could give to, to a smaller company trying to do that or you know maybe even a thousand person team. Well, I think customer success is ultimately it has to go to the DNA of the organization, DNA, the, the, the go-to-market DNA of the product. So there's, no matter what, everybody's going to have to customize according to their organization. And no matter what, no, doesn't matter where you are, your list of things to do is probably going to be bigger than you can, you can handle. So if you take a lot of the, what we're doing is taking a lot of the approach of Agile, right, and just drive iterations constantly be looking and inspecting and leveraging the data around learning and whether you're driving the right approach. So it comes back to that same, I call it the Kaizen of customer success of like that ruthless focus on continuous improvement and constantly looking and reevaluating your priorities and are you focusing on the right things? How are you constantly improving your process in terms of iteration? Because you all have gotten, you've learned so much and you've learned what works and what doesn't. Do you have any kind of formal way of saying like, okay, we're trying this campaign and this with this kind of data, it doesn't work or does. I'm just curious if y'all can share anything. Yeah, for me, uh, to me, what's most important is the mindset. So, you know, I, if you think of, uh, of where we're trans transforming from, hardware company to software to subscription, uh, but if you look at the legacy motion of Cisco, it's a very event-based, right? Your booking is an event. Your product design is an event. You tape out the, the circuit boards and you, you, it, it's done. Where software is much more iteration-based. You know, if, you, if, if you're familiar with Agile, it's all about driving iterations, constant iterations, and that's what we're ultimately driving. Because the list of things you have on your plate is always going to exceed what you can possibly do in a day or in a week or in two weeks. So it's a, it's, we're building that mindset and culture around just iterations, trying something, monitoring it closely, and quickly be, be willing to kill it if it doesn't work and move on to the next thing. So for me, what's most important is kind of bringing that Kaizen of customer success, that fo ruthless focus on continuous improvement. But I think the, the piece that's most challenging is people, you're, it's okay to say it didn't work, it's okay to kill it, right? And that's where I think most people have problems with. You try it, it doesn't work, kill it, move, try something else and move on. And it's hard to do that because we, we don't like to say we're- Everybody has your pet projects, we, we put time and energy, we believed it, but, at some point, look at the data, look at the results. If it's not achieving what you wanted to, put it aside, tweak it, monitor it, kill it, whatever is the thing, but move on to the next thing. Incredible. David, this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Another great episode of Successfully Live.